Welcome to the Mind Muscle Connection Podcast, a show that is dedicated to educating you on applying science-based training, nutrition, and mindset strategies from some of the top minds in the industry to help you build a leaner, stronger, and more confident self. I'm your host, Jeff Hain. Let's dive in. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Mind Muscle Connection podcast. So today is a Q&A episode. And so what I'm going to do moving forward is I'm going to do one Q&A episode a week. Um, I'm going to answer about two to three questions. Ideally, I'll keep these between like 10 to 20 minutes. Um, not going to go into a ton of detail on them. But again, these are questions I'll get from Instagram. So if you follow me on Instagram, ask me these when I do the Q and a, and then I may go over some of these. And then on Wednesday, I will still send, do the regular guest episode. And then on Friday, I'll do a topic one where I dive into a specific topic in a little bit more detail. And so what I did here is instead of, I, I I'm going to cut out my blog for at least a time being, I just find that that's been something that has just, I haven't been enjoying it lately. And it's just been something extra I need to do. And because I haven't been enjoying it as much, I feel like the quality has suffered. And so I'm just taking a break from it. So I'm going to see how this works out. So if you can just give me a little feedback on this. Um, and so that's what I'm going to do moving forward. So I'm going to give it a shot and I have two to three questions I'll go over today. Before I dive into those, as always, I do want to let you know how you can support the podcast. First is you can rate and leave a review for the podcast. I will help more people see this. And again, the more people that, that have a rating and leave reviews, people are more likely to listen to this podcast. Next, I do have an email list. Um, so if you want to stay up to date on all of my new offers and content, make sure you join the email list. You can follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore. And then lastly, I have my one-on-one -on -one online coaching service. And that's where I work with people in an intimate one-on-one -on -one setting online and yeah, and those would be the four ways that you can support the podcast. So let's dive into the questions for today. So the very first one that I have is, do you recommend a modest or aggressive calorie deficit for fat loss? There's so much talk about getting in and out ASAP. So here are my thoughts on this. It's going to depend and some things that I consider with clients on if we should take a slower or, or more aggressive. So I, I think first it's important to dive into what is slower is either way you need to be in a calorie deficit. So that's the first thing that you need to know is that we have to be in a calorie deficit to elicit fat loss. Now, whether you go faster or slower is up to you and, and we'll go over some of the pros and cons here. Most people want fast until they realize what it involves and there are some consequences of going with a faster approach. And so, you know, what would I consider like a modest approach? I think a modest approach is anywhere from like 0.5 to 0.75% of your body weight per week. So we're talking, if you are 170 pounds, we're talking about anywhere from like 0.5 to one pound per week weight loss. And then a more aggressive would be 0.75 upwards of like 1 to 1 1.25% of your body weight per week. So if you're 170 pounds, you know, we're talking one and a half to two, two, and a half, uh, two pounds per week. And so, you know, a lot of people think it's going to be much quicker than that. I think people see these extreme transformations online and they think that that's the, the norm, but 
if we're trying to maintain lean body mass, which you should be, as I've talked about this extensively on this podcast, we don't necessarily want to go quicker and going quicker is going to have some, some consequences with it as well. So on the max, you know, you're looking at two to three pounds per week if you're 170 pounds or above. And so that would be a, a fast and slow, like a, a aggressive versus a more modest approach. So some things that I'm going to consider here with clients. So first, you know, what's your preference? Are you somebody that, because again, if it's quicker, you're going to have less flexibility. And so if you have less flexibility, that means you're not going to be able to eat as much, right? So you're going to have that larger calorie deficit, so less food. So you can't really go out on the weekends and kind of have like a quote unquote cheat meal. You have to be a little bit more rigid with everything. You have to adhere to everything much more. You can't have less than 90% adherence to this. You have to really be, you have to really be adherent to what you're doing. Uh, another downside to this approach is, you know, you increase your risk of losing lean body mass. So obviously the quicker we go, and if you start to let protein, the quicker you go and you let protein fall, maybe you're not lifting weights, you're focused more on cardio, like you're going to start to risk some lean body mass loss, which again, we want to make sure we keep muscle. So what hit also another thing to consider here, what has worked for you in the past? Are you somebody that has maybe you've tried the quicker approach in the past and you saw results for a couple weeks and then you fell off, then, you know, you might not want to go with that more aggressive cut. Um, If you're somebody that's done it in the past and you maintained it, then that might be something that you would want to do. And again, can you manage that aggressive approach? So you're, it's going to feel a little bit more restrictive. Um, You're going to have a higher chance of rebound. So those are all things that you need to consider if you want to do a, more aggressive versus modest approach. Because again, there are, you know, there's no right or wrong answer here. Um, Now, dieting skill is going to be important. That's going to be another thing that we're going to look at. So if you're new to fat loss dieting, I think a more modest approach is better for you because you're just, you, you don't have that skill yet to be able to manage being in a calorie deficit. So dieting skill is going to be uh, play a big role here. If you're a veteran, you can probably get away with being more aggressive. So if you diet it multiple times in the past and you have a good relationship with food and a good dieting skill, you're somebody that can likely go with a more aggressive approach. Do you have events coming up? Like if you are somebody that has like a ton of weekend events coming up, you know, you're probably going to want to go with maybe not such an aggressive approach because again, that's means you're going to have to be more restrictive. So if you have a ton of events or things like that, then maybe a more modest approach is better during that time. And then, you know, some pros of going a little bit quicker are going to be, you you do spend less time dieting. So that's going to be a pro of it. And then there is going to be more initial buy-in to the program uh, just because you're going to see that quick weight loss right away. So this could be something where maybe in the beginning you go with a, a more aggressive approach. And then as you go on, you could potentially drop that down a little bit but you're going to spend less time dieting, which is nice. You kind of get in and get out and you're going to have more initial buy into the program. So if you have a period of time where you don't have much going on, uh, you've done very well with dieting in the past, you've done multiple diets, then maybe for you, that's a good time to do a more aggressive cut. You know, so let's kind of talk pros of a slower approach. It increases your chances of maintaining lean body mass and you get more flexibility with the types of food you can fit into your diet because that calorie deficit isn't so large. But there's some cons as well. So you're going to spend more time in a a fat loss phase, and this is going to take time away from building muscle. 
there may not be as much of an initial and long-term buy into the fat loss phase if it's slower initially. Uh, so you have to take that in, into consideration. Um, that's more for like, if you're a coach and you're trying to get your clients to stick with it. But again, if you don't see a ton of weight loss in the beginning, sometimes that can hurt buy-in. And it is because it's longer, the modest approach is longer. That is just more time in a quote unquote diet mode, which for some people mentally can't be great. So in saying all this, I do think it's a good idea to have some sort of time frame on your fat loss diet so you don't get into this endless on and off cycle of restricting, then overeating, and never making progress. But these are things you need to consider. There's no right or wrong answer here. It's all about what you can stick to, what's going to work best for you. And you know what? That's why I say in the beginning, if you've never dieted before, you should start with a modest approach, start to learn how to do it. And then from there, you know, take, see what you, learn from what you did in the, in that phase, take a break. And then you can, in your future fat loss phases, you can make that decision on which one you want to do. So the next question is on a vacation for 15 days, they're not working out. They're off nutrition and in a surplus. And they asked if there will be any muscle loss. So I want to kind of start here with the bad news, just to get it out of the way. First, there might be a little bit of muscle loss uh, during this time. If you take two plus weeks off from, from weight training, you're kind of at that time frame where you're going to start to potentially lose a little bit of muscle, especially if you do absolutely nothing. Okay. So if, if you're moving around, walking a little bit, you might be able to offset a little bit in the lower body, but if you're not doing anything whatsoever in the upper body to tell your body to maintain muscle, you're likely going to lose a little bit of muscle. And so being also in the, with this, being in a surplus without lifting, isn't going to maintain muscle. You need to, you need the signal to keep muscle, which you get from resistance training. So this is a big thing here with like the surplus is people think that just being in a calorie surplus is going to promote muscle growth, but you have to send that signal to build muscle. So for this particular person, you know, you're not going to be training for two weeks. Just being in a surplus isn't going to be enough. Now it can offset a little bit of muscle loss, but I think just staying at maintenance and making sure your protein high is high is going to be enough to offset that. And you can probably take that time away from being in a calorie surplus where you might gain a little bit of body fat. Because again, you're not going to be gaining any muscle during that time because you're not sending that signal to build muscle. So there's that. So, but the good news is any small amount of muscle you may lose will come back fairly quickly once you start training again. So let's say you do lose a tiny bit of muscle during that two weeks. It is what it is. Maybe, you know, you just enjoyed yourself. You're on vacation. So you get back to training and it's going to come back very quickly. Uh, so it's not like it's gone forever. It's just going to come right back. So just for maybe a couple of days, you might be a tiny bit smaller, but again, it's because it's such a short time frame, you're, you're going to barely notice it. The longer this was going, if this was month, two months, then, you know, again, you would definitely lose muscle and you would, again, it would come back after, but it would just take a little bit longer. I think kind of the rule of thumb is like maybe half the time you're gone is around there is like what it's going to take to build it back. So if you're off for like two months, it might take you like a month to, to build it back. Again, it's not like you're going to lift weights once and then it's all of a sudden just going to come back. So that's a good news. Now, during this time, if this is you and you're ever in this situation, I would aim for closer to maintenance cows during this time. And the reason being is, like I said, you the maintenance and enough protein is going to be enough to tell your body to, it, it's really going to minimize the muscle mass loss, but it's also going to be helpful in terms of like you're not going to be in a surplus. And really a surplus is only useful if you are lifting weights. Otherwise, being in a surplus without lifting weights is 
typically just going to tell your body to add fat mass. Um, so that's why I would get closer to maintenance cows during that time. But again, realize it is such a short period of time. The longer you would be doing this, the more you'd really need to pay attention to it. Two weeks, not that big of a um, problem, but if you're just really trying to maximize your look, you might want to stay closer to maintenance during that time. And also if this was a client in this situation, I would also tell them to do some body weight exercises to tell your body to hang on to its current level of muscle. So like if you're in this situation, I would be like, Hey, we probably want to do a little bit of body weight stuff just so your body's like, okay, I need to hang on to the muscle I have. Cause again, we need to send that signal to it. People don't really think about that. And so even just doing a little bit of like even some push-ups, like that's enough to offset really any muscle loss. I feel like in that short of time frame. Again, if we're talking on a longer time frame, you know, if this was a month, two months, three months, you could do some body weight exercises to offset muscle loss, but you probably would still see a little bit anyways. But again, once you got back to lifting weights, it would be fine. So for just the short period of time, just to sum it up, I would bring your cows to maintenance, make sure you hit your protein and try to get a couple body weight workouts in during that time. And then the last question I have is what's the lowest cows you recommend one goes in a cut? Is there a general recommendation? And so just to answer this real quickly, there is no general recommendation here. Uh, the lowest I would go on a cows, the, the lowest I would recommend somebody go on their calories in a cut is really going to depend on three main things here. First, the individual. Okay. So depending on, and what I mean by the individual is like how much, and these all kind of go hand in hand, but the individual being like what their diet history is like, you know, their dieting skill, things like that. Like that's going to play a big role in it. Cause if there's somebody that's new to training, like they haven't dieted very much, they're still, you know, maybe in their first or second fat loss phase, like that's going to determine how low we go with our calories, you know, current body fat levels. Like if somebody's super lean, that's going to determine that. Um, if they have more body fat, that's going to determine it and how somebody's body responds to a calorie deficit. So these are all going to be the big things. So like you don't, and also to go back to the image individual, it's like some people can also cut on higher calories than others. Uh, again, that's just up to your, that's based on your genetics. Also, you know, obviously things that you do, like how much energy you're expending, how much muscle you have, uh, these are all going to play a role in, in that. And some people, you know, can lose weight on 2,200 calories. Some people, they have to go down to 12, 13, 1400. So that's going to play a big role in that. Uh, Cause really at the end of the day, you wouldn't want to cut your calories. Like you wouldn't want to give a blanket statement on calories because like that could be a maintenance for you, or that could be a very large surplus to where it's not going to be sustainable. So it is very hard to recommend a, the lowest amount of calories here. And so you can go as low as you can sustain and make sure you monitor your biofeedback. So this is going to be things like hunger, craving, stress, energy, sleep, et cetera. So you're going to look at those things and we want to make sure that those are in a decent place. So if a client is saying they're at 1400 calories, they're not losing weight and their hunger is just through the roof, stress is super high, energy is low, sleep sucks, training sucks for them. We're probably going to reverse them out and get them. That's as low as they can go, right? We're going to reverse them out. We're going to get them into a maintenance for a little bit. If somebody's at 1500 and their biofeedback looks great, they're not really losing weight as they would like, then we would drop calories a little bit more. So we just want to make sure like we have to pair their current caloric intake with what their biofeedback is telling us. 
And you can make, and this is why tracking biofeedback is so important. This is why I do this with clients because we have to look into these things. You can't give blankets like, hey, 1500 calories is going to lose weight. We don't know for sure. We have to look into it. We have to see how your body responds and and whatnot. Now, when, when doing this, we do want to make sure that you don't want, you don't want to just keep taking calories away, right? Like, I mean, there's going to be a point to where you're not going to be able to anyways, but you know, if you get down to the point to where it's like you're at 800 calories, I've never seen anybody be able to sustain that. That's not, that's way below. I would say if there was kind of like a general number here, I would say the lowest I've seen really is like 1200 ish. Um, but again, that's going to be different for everybody. For some people that could be a massive calorie deficit and you want to want to get there. You just, again, pay attention to your biofeedback and then you go down based on that and, and, and results. If you're still losing weight, and you're at 1600, why would you go any lower than that? This is only a concern if it starts to plateau. But we want to make sure that you don't go so low that then protein is is super low to where it's like, you know, you're barely getting in protein and then fats. You also want to make sure your fats don't get super low as well either because that can cause some hormonal issues. But remember, the lower you go, the shorter the amount of time you want to be there. So if you are somebody that keeps cutting, you know, maybe biofeedback's good. You still don't want to be in that spot for a super long time. So the lowest cows I'd recommend one goes on a cut is one that you can sustain. Um, and again, you have to pay attention to your biofeedback. And I also wouldn't go straight into a super large calorie deficit either. You would want to work your way into that, or sorry, you wouldn't want to work your what you wouldn't want to go straight into a very low calorie amount, right? Like we're talking like 1200 to 1600, you know, probably anywhere from 16 to 2000 for men. Like you wouldn't want to go straight into there. 12 to 1600 for women. 16 to 1600 to 2000 for men. Like you wouldn't want to go straight into that. You'd want to find, you know, a number that's a pretty good number, see what your results are. And then, and then you, you pay attention to your biofeedback and then you make adjustments from there and you work your way on an as needed basis if you want to. So that's how I would go about that. So that's it for this episode. This is the first Q and A. Let me know how you guys like this. Um, again, if you want questions answered, send them over on my Instagram. Um, I will be doing this every Monday. Uh, this first one's a little bit later because I uh, figured this out over the weekend that I was going to do it. And so uh, moving forward, this will be out earlier in the morning, but I just wanted to get this first one done uh, to get feedback and whatnot. So that's it for this episode, guys. And I will talk to you next time. Thank you for listening. If you want more free content like this, follow me on Instagram at jeffh91 underscore or visit jhhealth.net. See you next time.